happening here? And what it is isn't exactly clear. I'm a believer. Is this thing on? This is Big Green. November 2017. November 2017, but this is Big Green. We've got Net Trek 34 for you. That's my birthday! What's the name of the Net Trek? City in a bit of a stretch. City in the what? Shitty in a bit of a stretch. <laughs> Shitty in a bit of a stretch. Yes, it will sound familiar to you. Extremely familiar. A little bit of conversation. Some refried... Christmas songs. Queens. That's to look forward to here. Stay tuned. Wow. Ha! This is Lee Majors. Sorry, but I was just tossing a guy around. He's okay though. He landed in the water. Anyhow, last week on Ned Trek, some fantastical things happened. Mr. Pearl got to command the shuttlecraft, and nearly everybody died. The survivors were rescued in the end, and everyone learned a valuable lesson. I don't remember what that was, but I think it had to do with caveman makeup. Excuse me, I have to go bend some steel bars. Stay tuned! It's wild, Steve. It's wild! Space, the ultimate marketplace. These are the voyages of the starship Free Enterprise. Its mission of undetermined length, um, until we're canceled, I guess, to seek out strange new commodities, exploitable alien workforces, to brazenly amass the largest profits that any corporation has before. subspace radio transmission from a certain bar priest. I imagine it's some kind of tipsy Trappist monk. You must be backsliding. They're not supposed to be talking to anyone. That is, anyone other than God and their peer agents. It's breaking Starfleet's calling you preposterous plastic president. It's probably their desperate attempt to get an episode started. Somebody has to do it, unfortunately. <laughs> Let me just quote one of our bonus commandments here. Thou shalt useth a salad spoon for chunks of pineapple even when thouest is very hungry o. <laughs> this is just me stepping in to translate here. I think pineapple in this case refers to an old-timey frontier hat. Men were always eating their hats in those days. <laughs> Turns out they had a lot more meat in them than the footwear of the day. 
Of course, I may need to consult one of our living Latter-day Saints for clarification. Hey, personnel officer, is Wink Martindale still on board? Nobody's listening to you, Willard. I'll start again. It's Starfleet's calling. We're coming in on an unusual channel. I think that's because you cross-circuited all of the normal channels, Nixon. I had to. It's what any innocent man would do. Or innocent president. The deep state establishment uses those channels to announce indictments. Hey, Nixon! I've been looking into 18th century law, and it turns out that a president can preemptively pardon himself. Say, if one wakes up in the morning and decides to commit high crimes and misdemeanors, he can just pardon himself in advance, enjoy his sumptuous breakfast, and then get right down to his felonious business. As far as the right of a president to pardon, that's an inalienable absolute power. You've got to hand it to those founding fathers. They hated kings that much. <laughs> heap under Moroni what is Moroni's, and then let Moroni have a big heap more. <laughs> that's just another latter-day chestnut. I'll be running by Wink this afternoon. Can we possibly listen to the voice message from Starfleece before the end of the show? Sure, Ned, sure. <laughs> Play some button noises, Mr. Nixon. Aye, sir. Hello, this is Captain from Grono World. Oh, no, this is it. An indictment is coming in. Gruno World is a prison planet. Must cross the circuit the channel. Gruno is a resort planet, Nixon. Although your kind usually does serve their time in resorts. Yes, but they're terrible. It's crab cakes and golf all day. Crab cakes give me the hives, and golf courses are always full of bees. They're trying to turn me into a beehive. Beehive. Bah! Can we get back to the message from Starfleece, please? Uh, I'll play it, I guess. Hello, this is Kathy from Crudo World. I'm calling because you've visited one of our resorts in the past, and you are now eligible for a free weekend for two in the Crudo system. This is a freaking solicitation. We've never taken shore leave anywhere near that system. It's a scam. <laughs> Yes, but it may be one of our scams. I'm glad to know our company is extending its scam tentacles, or, if you will, its scamtacles this far out into uncharted space. I can't wait to see the bar charts in the Scam Tree Resort corporate newsletter. <laughs> Ned, I think I have the actual message from Starfleece. For some reason, it's over here on the floor behind the helm. It's on one of those huge plastic thumb drives that we use here in the future for some reason. Put the thing in the VCR before my frickin' withers flake off, will you, mister? This is Commodore Sass of Starfleet's command to the U.S. Free Enterprise. We don't know why we keep getting your voicemail, Free Enterprise. Could you please start picking up the phone? Regardless, Free Enterprise, Captain Bicycle, back? Uh, forgive me. My aide just told me that the current CEO of the Free Enterprise is Captain Romneys. Fine, it doesn't matter. Captain Romneys, Rome. The galaxy is being rocked by what could only be referred to as ripples in time. The distortion waves appear to be emanating from the sector you've been aimlessly floating around in. Say no more, space recording of Commodore's ass. 
We'll do what we can to find that rock band you spoke of. Ripples in time, or whatever they're called. <laughs> we'll get them to sign a contract with Starfleece. <laughs> Soon they'll be rocking the Confederation with the wholesome, if mildly distorted tones of their plug-string instruments. <laughs> Oh my god, what was that? Did we just hit a speed bump? Maybe we should slow down. We're on the outskirts of the galaxy. There might be some overweight rural space sheriff concealed behind a nebula just waiting to issue us a speeding ticket. Shut up, Pearl. We ran over something. I don't know what, but whatever it was had orchestral accompaniment. Maybe we ran over part of the Desilu Orchestra. Hopefully it was the brass section. Freaking trombones. Sir, with all due respect, I think it was one of those ripples in time that Commodore Sass was referring to. <laughs> Commodore's ass is sure going to be burned if he finds out we ran down one of the members of his favorite old-timey musical band. <laughs> Hopefully it was the Indian chief and not the construction worker or the police officer. Just as long as it was the trombone player. Uh, sir, I don't think we've got this quite right. Maybe we should listen to the rest of the Commodore's message. It's true. I cannot tell a lie. I'm incapable, I should say. I think it's Lionel Richie that Starfleece is interested in securing, although it was Orange that sung the lead in their hit song, Night Shift. I once had that song playing on a loop in my memory tape, so I had to reboot my system to stop it. When I did, it simulated death, and the country went ahead and buried me with nearly full honors. It took me seven days to dig myself up. I blame Lionel Richie. <laughs> Starfleet probably wants the name of the Commodore's Taylor. The futuristic get-ups they were in the 70s had space written all over them. <laughs> Although, personally, I'm still holding out for Cooley Jackson's singing suit. I'm playing the rest of the message now. On Free Enterprise, you're tasked with determining what the nature of the distortion waves are. Does it represent a threat? Is it a weapon being tested by one of our space enemies, like the Clean Tons or the Obomulans? Or is it a natural phenomenon that can be weaponized and used against our space enemies, like the Clean Tons or the Obomulans? We're sorry to be tasking the worst ship in the fleet with this mission, but let's face it, the others aren't that great either. The U.S. Insipid is manned by a whole crew of evangelicals. We just can't keep them away from that planet of green male prostitutes. My God, I hate this job. Free Enterprise, Captain Blow. Blow. Good luck. You're gonna need it. Commodore's ass out. <laughs> Looks like we had Commodore's ass all backwards. He wants weapons and not a musical combo. Although a whimsical band of banditos might fit the bill nicely. Mr. Helmsman, head to planet Mariachi, warp potion number nine. Warp potion number nine. Delay that order, Mr. Solo. Uh, yeah, I know. Head for the source of the distortion waves, mister. How am I supposed to know where that is? I don't freaking know. Look at the scanner for a minute and then just do it. Whatever you do, we'll end up circling the same plastic planet prop. I think the special effects monkey has already set up the model in his closet and is shooting it right now. Yep, the frickin' loser pinched our kite string again. <laughs> Mr. Ned, you may be overstepping your authority, but then again, 
You never speak unless you have something to say. <laughs> and you're giving us the answer that we'll endorse. I can't argue with a theme song. It's all right there in the song. Darn it. I just dropped that yellow plastic thumb drive onto the floor. Can you get that, Mr. Sulu? It's under your home console. It's under your coward console, Pearl. Get it yourself. Oh, yeah, you can't bend over that far. Yes, I can. I, I just don't want to risk splitting my space pants. Risk is our business, Mr. Pearl. <laughs> or is that Rick? <laughs> Ned, do I own a business named Rick? Or maybe it's Rico's Liquor and Wholesale Mortgages. <laughs> yes, indeed. Rico is our business. I'll get the thing, Pearl. Don't strain yourself. Pearl, did you know there are a bunch of exposed wires down here? What the fuck? Oh, don't worry about that. There's no current running through them. It's just that when I get scared, I start to fray wires with my prehensile toes. Oh my god, and that's not all you do. Would you just look at this pile of... Ah! I guess there was some current going through those wires. My god, I could have been killed! Thanks, Zulu. Oh, I guess he's dead down there. Could somebody get his body out of there? I need more leg room and, um, more room for other things. Jesus Christ! You just killed the only guy in the set who knew what he was doing! Ach, Mr. Ned! I don't think he's dead! No, he's still breathing! Best get the doc up here on the double! That would stop his breathing, alright! <laughs> hey, Doc! Could you come up here? I need you to taste some of this space cheese. I think it may have gone bad. It's as hard as a whistle and twice as green. That's a plastic prop, idiot. Now tell Jack Bonehead to get up here now and tell him to bring a hypo and some liquid with red food coloring in it. Ah, say, here I am. And here's my cure-all tonic. It's guaranteed to cure space mange, Alterian gout. Bunga Bunga Fever, Blotus Worm, Banana Spurs, Measles, Echimolean Butt Canker, and Rhino Nose Nose Syndrome. Now where's the afflicted man? Or is it this space tortoise over here? I think it must be Gamera. <laughs> that stuff sounds like just the ticket, Doc. There's nothing a starship needs more than a vaccine for measles. But this time your patient is a man. I uh, say, is it this man holding up the microphone? That's the boom mic operator, idiot. You're here to treat the guy that's obviously on the floor. He's been electrocuted. Ah, say electrical punishment then. What a capital idea. Wait a minute. He's coming around on his own. Lucky for him. Uh, I was on the bridge. What happened? You got electrocuted. And then only narrowly missed being incompetently treated by Dr. Dunscap. Oh, shit. <laughs> well, Master, I guess we'll be removing you from the posthumous burial roster. Or maybe we'll just move your name down the list a bit. You just never know what's going to happen in the near future. Ah, <laughs> uh, say, you know this cure-all stuff is just a picture of liquid finery. I might just take a little snifter myself. I can't believe my own eyes. Doc just chugged a whole bottle of patent medicine. 
He was only taking a sip, and then when we hit the distortion wave, the stuff started up pouring into his mouth. Now it's gone. Heavy last red drop. I wouldn't have believed it if I hadn't seen it myself. Oh, great. I suppose we're in for an idiot puke fest now. Um, maybe not. At least not right away. Doc seems to be out cold. But he sure did take enough of that medicine to cure just about every disease in the galaxy. Hopefully it can cure advanced brain pox. Captain, we're coming into orbit around the planet that's the source of the distortion waves. Excellent. Hana lana mana banana. <laughs> Just practicing weird alien dialects. Sure, whatever. I say, Yankees, abolitionists, you won't tread on me. You'll have to kill me first. Well, I guess he's back to normal. <sighs> Doc, what are you doing? You'll have to get your own kilt. Hack, you can't share mine. Hey, God, Cracker Doc, I always knew this was coming. I say, who are you? You're not King Philip. And where are all the other Confederate statues? King Philip, what the? That was Nathan Bedford Forrest's horse. He was a despicable traitor, a slave-trading racist, and founder of the KKK. Although good to work for us, so I understand. Um, and I was referring to the man and not the horse. I'm not sure how politically active the horse was. It was the horse that led him to his secessionist ways. That's what I've always understood. I think there was a traitorous dog involved as well. He parked out Dixie Code into Dixie Cups. It was sedition, plain and simple. I say I've got you now. You'll be on the last train to Clarksville. I meant to say you'll be on the first mule to Andersonville Prison. <laughs> oh. <laughs> hey, Doc, are you trying to dance with me? <laughs> Actually, if we are dancing, I think I'll have to compel you to shave off your beard. <laughs> Otherwise, man-on-man dancing constitutes a Maroni no-no. <laughs> He's beating on you, idiot. I see... I'm gonna take this prototype Yankee stuff down! <laughs> okay then! All hands prepare to dive! What? <laughs> Never mind! Somebody grab a hold of Jeb Stewart over there before he beats out the tiny piece of brain that still drifts lazily inside Romney's head! <laughs> Ouch! You know, this wouldn't hurt so badly if he wasn't making his hands into fists! Okay, fella! Let's take this outside! There's a whole field of ripe meteors out there waiting for somebody like you to get slaves to start picking them. Assassin! I don't need a meatball plantation! I require the gun field back home! That's where my heart is turning ever! That's where the old folks stay! Only they can cure me! I will not heal myself until I'm among them! Oh! Oh my god! Doc just smashed Nixon's faceplate off! Now he's heading for the turbo lift! Whoever would have imagined that I'd lose face in this man. <laughs> well, he's off the bridge now, anyway. Back to sick bay, I imagine. No doubt he'll be carrying himself with the smoke from Hickory Wood. Captain, someone has activated the transporter controls. Captain, someone just beamed off the ship. And the transporter controls were set for the source of the distortion waves. What the hell was it set there for? I don't know. It must have been the writers or the directors of the episode that did it. 
They must have been beaming down some props. You've got to be kidding. They never come near this place. Sure they do. They leave me little notes all the time. This one says something about not forgetting to take care of the fondue. <laughs> That's a baby didgeridoo. They're more soupials, which means they make good soup. And you're always left wanting more, which is no problem at all for the kitchen staff. Well, here's another note. It says that it's time to get together a landing party. I'm not sure why. It's just something we normally do at this point in the show. We have to go retrieve Dr. Dork Fool. Come on, bridge crew. We're taking everybody again. Oh my god, we're on an alien planet! Alien! As the first white explorers to chance upon this planet, we get naming rights! Isn't that correct, conventions officer? What are you on about, dimwit? And so, with the powers vested in me as captain of the free enterprise, I do dub this planet... Whitey Mar Marco! Don't you think it has a name already? There's ruins and stuff painted on the backdrop! If that ancient pretend civilization didn't write it down, then you'd think at least the set designers had a name for it. Although I suspect the planet Cheap Plastic Crap has probably been used this season. So we're supposed to be searching around for Doc, right? Do we have to find him as well? Yes, Jesus. I've been looking into the case histories involving people who have overdosed on the medicine Doc took. It contained the active ingredient, Megumin. All of the patients exhibited the same symptoms. They became irrepressible champions of the Confederate cause. It says here that they, quote, started a yelling and a fighting and a feuding, unquote. Apparently they seek out statues of Confederate heroes and protect them at all costs, as if they were living and breathing racist entities. Well, that's what that cracker is normally like. Ned, there he is. There's Doc. He's trying to conceal himself behind a plastic boulder that's half his size. Ah, say! Assassins! Unionists! Practitioners of Sharia law! You'll not catch me! You'll never get your stinking paws on me, you damn dirty apes! We've already got you, idiot. Now what do we do? Is the episode over? At last, a question. Who the hell said that? Don't tell me that the director just came back and he's curious about what we're doing. Uh, no. It was that giant misshapen hula hoop that some lackey haphazardly arranged us in front of. What are you? Why are you saying it? More questions. That makes four so far. How lucky can an ancient entity get? I've been stationed here since long before your race existed, and since long before your solar system coalesced from a cloud of interstellar gas and dust. And that whole time, I've been awaiting a question. Just your luck that you get one you can't answer. Nope, 
You're dancing around with it like it's your drunk freaking mother. What the hell are you? I am the Guardian. <laughs> well, then you handle the crew's dental plan. Pleased to meet you, Guardian. Hey, and it was a fantastic idea to make the deductible so stratospherically high. That really discourages non-officer types from using it. The payout to investors has been fantastic, and that's what insurance is for. Fortunately, it turns out that enlisted men can perform menial tasks just as well with 47% less teeth. Was there a question in there? Sorry, but 10 billion years of neglect has left my conversation skills a little rusty. Just your luck to have your first guest be an idiot! Behold, see your world as it was through time. What? This is just a bunch of disjointed film clips mashed together with no audio track. Is this your planet's version of YouTube? It sucks. It sure does. You'd think that after 10 billion years they'd figure out how to get better reception, too. It's all smoky and grainy. Hey, look! It's Ben-Hur! Wait a minute. That would have to be Ben-Him. He was way too godly to be a transgender type. Could you just shut up? I'm trying to record this stuff, which seems to do a decent job documenting Hollywood's history of cruelty to horses. Oh! I say I'm free! I've wiggled myself away from my Yankee jailer! And now I see before me a clip from the movie Birth of a Nation! I'm jumping in just in time for a righteous lynching! Here goes nothing! <laughs> well, I tried to grab him before he flung himself into the hoop loop, but I just hit the dirt instead. <laughs> I think I sustained damage to my angel whistle. All Mormons carry them. If we see an angel, we just start blowing, and then all the other Mormons gather around. <laughs> I found out that I can blow this thing pretty hard. That's no surprise, I'm sure. So where is the hick? He jumped through the big glowing hula hoop projection screen thing. He has passed into what was. He's always passing something. Usually it's more tangible. <laughs> My stars. Doc always wanted to be in, Ben-Him. Uh, Captain, I'm not able to make contact with the ship. I'm not surprised. The whole frickin' bridge crew is down here. Even Nixon is down here without his face plate on. I'm attempting to solder that back on now as we speak. Oh, damn it all. I think I have it on upside down. Now I'll need to grow a beard in order to make it look like I have hair on my head. I just did a scan with my tricorder. The free enterprise is gone. It's not in orbit. Ach, could they have canceled a show again? We need to get a letter-writing campaign going fast, or else we'll never get back home. Your world, all you knew, has changed. Somebody must have changed the channel on us. We're probably in the Green Acres universe now. That's just great. Sulu, scan for Eddie Albert. <laughs> no, 
Mr. Net, when Doc went through the glowing hula hoop into the past, he obviously did something that he wasn't supposed to do and altered the future. He probably got Columbus drunk on corn whiskey and so he never found America. Or maybe gave Hitler a cell phone. Something like that, I imagine. You'll have to go after him and reverse the damage he's done to the timeline. If you don't, I'll never have been president. Oh, might just be some random out-of-context robot man with an upside-down face. I wouldn't make sense. Also, the show will never have happened. Let me think about that. <laughs> it does sound like you folks are in a bit of a pickle. Luckily, I've got a few million other bars in the fire. Although the boys at the Mint were under strict instruction not to leave them in the fire for too long. I wouldn't want to lose any surface area on those ingots. Your gold. Your Ivy League education. Your position. Your companies. They all never were. <laughs> what? But I'm a legacy. And what about that aquarium on my desk with sea monkeys in it? I was testing out my idea for an under-the-sea Guantanamo. Some of them were being held in stress positions. Oh yeah, and what about my family? <laughs> they could take weeks to replace. Well, clearly we need to follow Doc into the hula hoop and reverse the terrible changes he made in Earth's rhyme scheme. You mean timeline, fool? Guardian, can we just jump in after the drunken idiot? Can you start the tape up again so we can enter precisely a moment before he does? No. I can only show you what was a single time. After that, you have to pay for our premium package. There would also be an exorbitant fee for the installation. <laughs> Sorry, I couldn't resist screwing with you. It has been billions of years. I've already started the playback. Oh no! Can't you just fast forward through Noah and the dinosaurs and Ben-Hur and all that? No, sorry. The Ancient Ones only gave me one playback speed. Swell! I might as well munch on blue hay for the next two hours. Then, according to the tricorder recording you made of the Guardian's movie, Doc jumped in somewhere after the Napoleonic War movie clip and before the Tarzan movie clip. It was kind of a big time gap, I thought. Probably get ready to jump when they start showing clipper ships and a snippet of the racist cavalry fighting indigenous Americans. <laughs> but how do we know that we'll make it to the same place in time that Doc Bone ended up in? Where are the signposts in the hallways of time? There's a theory out there. The time is like a system of highways. There are on-ramps and off-ramps and fast lanes and slow lanes and stoplights and billboards. And it's all very neat and organized. This view is subscribed to by science fiction TV show producers. Basically, they've got an hour to wrap up their stupid shows and they're not going to waste most of it on getting lost in some erroneous time period. It doesn't move the plot forward. Sounds like a useful theory. If we're unsuccessful and the show really is cancelled, then the rest of you should jump into some other movie clip in Earth's past. At least you'll be in some other show or B-movie someplace. 
Maybe on cable. I might try to jump into Fox News. I'll jump into 1969. Yes, there are a few things I do differently now. First of all, I'd have the recording devices installed in the Oval Office even earlier. There's some really good stuff that was missed. You might try putting your face plate back on correctly before you try it. Okay, Willard. Let's go while we still have a few pages of script left. There's the clipper ship. Let's go. <laughs> sure thing, Ned. Geronimo. Well, I know this place. Looks like one of the streets that my father owned in Michigan. There's McGlinty's Five and Dime. There's the Lead Dome Bank. There's Rico's Liquor and Payday Loan Check. <laughs> and there's the post office. <laughs> Somehow he owned that too. This is the freaking set of the fugitive idiot. It's not real. And we have to get out of here before David Jansen walks through looking all squirrely. Trouble is, the fugitive set was crawling with cops. If one of them sees us, we may have some difficult questions to answer. Or you will. 1960s America wasn't ready for a talking horse. Take it from me. That's for sure, Ned. You got me in all kinds of wacky predicaments back on your old show. Uh, whatever that was. <laughs> all right, McClancy. What are you up to in this alley? Do you have a license for that horse? <laughs> well, I'm the governor's son. An all-around swell guy. <laughs> I must be back from school, visiting my folks and picking up a few pairs of hydraulic bootstraps. <laughs> yep, that's what I would have been doing in that era. I mean, now? <laughs> oh, and my outfit. This is uh, just the uniform that all of us in the fraternity wear. We're Alpha Kappa Doodle Doo. <laughs> oh, I see you've noticed my friend. He's obviously from Sweden. Uh, about his head. Uh, he got his head stuck in a mechanical horse-making machine. Unfortunately, then his body got stuck in the same machine. <laughs> All right, you two, up against the wall. Don't make any false moves. I will be face down in a field of four-leaf clovers. And in less time than it takes me to say, Professor John Robinson. Hey, look over there, toiling at some task. It's Richard Kimball. He's pretending to be Steve. Steve Miller or some analog of that. Well, you don't say. Oh, saints above the horse he just spoke. Does seem kind of like the end times, doesn't it? <laughs> and just so you know, I only purchased him for his dancing abilities. I just knocked over a copper. Let's run for it. Quick, down those steps and into that basement. Okay. While we were running, I took these groovy threads from that porch over there. My father owns the state, so it really wasn't stealing. I was hoping to find a policeman get up, but what are you gonna do? <laughs> Anyhow, as a hippie in the 1960s, I think I'm unlikely to get into any trouble. Here's your costume, Ned. Looks like a flower pattern blouse. That will look nice on you. I can't put this stuff on. If I could, I think it would only serve to draw more attention to us. Anyhow, we have to find that idiot 
fool of a doctor. We have to get him before he changes the future. Hey, who's talking down there? It better not be hippies again. This time I'm going to call the exterminator. That is, as soon as he's done with a little job I had for him in Vietnam. What the hell is he doing here? Weren't they supposed to wait on that pimple of a planetoid for us to get back? Oh, it's you two. We did wait. Then after three minutes went by with nobody saying anything, we all started jumping into the glowing hoop. I ended up here about 20 years ago in the past. I was vice president for a while, I think. And now I run this halfway house for recovering clowns. Do you want an exploding pie, perchance? How about some polka dot pants that are 12 sizes too big? I've got a few spinning bow ties in the back room. I'll get them. No, don't. Did you ever manage to come across Dr. Bonehead? Nope. Kind of forgot all about it. I became so absorbed in my work helping down and out clowns. Turns out their heavy pancake makeup is just what I need to reduce my five o'clock shadow. It dials me back to about 2.15. Okay, more like 4.45, but it tests well in focus groups packed with silent majority types. You know, my peeps. <laughs> ah, Mr. President, this kind of altruism is so like you, and clowns are so funny, especially when their lives are in ruins. I see you managed to fix your faceplate. That's excellent, sir. No, it's still upside down. I just put my suit on backwards and walk around with my head all the way back. My posture suffers a bit, but I can still make waves in the halls of power and in circus tents all around this great country of ours. We're falling terribly behind in this stupid episode. There is such a thing as a plot anymore. Let's skip to the part where I'm finding contradictory newspaper articles on my tricorder. <laughs> well, that would be just fine. Just look what I found here, Willard. It's a newspaper article that features Doc Bonehead. Well, you're right, Ned. Doc Bone with General Lee. I had no idea that General Robert E. Lee was still alive in the 1960s. <laughs> it must be those superior Aryan genes. Looks like the Klan and the Nazis were right. <laughs> I guess we all owe them an apology. It's not a real Confederate general, idiot. The racist bonehead is shaking hands with a statue. The article claims that a man calling himself the Confederate Avenger made it his mission to save every statue of Confederate criminals he could anywhere in the country. So with a racist message and, later on, with an unhinged orange dirt bag to carry it, the Confederates won the day. <laughs> Got all Doc. So I have him to thank for our current system of government. Well, yes and no. Doc was right, but at the wrong time. It was the mid-60s, and the civil rights communists and anti-war anarchists were on the ascendance. Doc's Confederate revival campaign was quashed, and the peoples not belonging to the master race prevailed. It was a sad day. That's why clowns cry now. They only cry. And that all led to a future that doesn't include a confederation of planets. For our show! No, it led to a more UN-style federation of planets in which the unpolluted white race would only be able to dominate 98% of the policy and enforcement decisions. It just isn't fair. So let me get this straight. We have to intercept Doc and stop him from trying to save Confederate statues. How do we know when he's here? 
It's not like they have 24-hour news coverage in this era of vacuum cleaners and zinc-coated lozenges. <laughs> we just have to wait and see. In the meantime, you can both work at my clown rescue. Beware of the maintenance man, though. His name is Steve. Steve Miller. I think he may be a fugitive. He's very shifty and gets nervous when he sees coppers. He often has a film crew following him around. Ah, say, assassins, destroyers of our heritage, murderers of our posterior, our mean posterity. You, what planet is this? Does it have a town square or a college built by Jim Crow era racists? Doc, it's you. Finally, I've been waiting here for 40 years. I arrived way too early. I'm a, I'm about 50 years old now. I've tried to keep myself busy by starting wars in the park. I successfully convinced some skateboarders to beat up a drunk. Also, I supplied some intelligence that allowed the Metropolitan Police to round up hippies. All I had to do was show them a picture of some nameless actor eating some good and plenty. Anyhow, I was starting to give up on seeing you or anyone from Ned Drake ever again. I say, would you help me in my righteous cause then? My catchphrase is neo-Nazi indoctrination instead of misogynation. Most finally, we have to protect the marbleized likenesses of those men who charted our way forward into the racist future that is their legacy. I am the Confederate Avenger! Um, in your new, for lack of a better term, thousand-year Reich, would I be able to work as a high-paid war consultant? I say sure, because I believe in a future full of radish roses and colorful jolly hands. Those are the days worth living for. You see, someday Southern Man is gonna harness great energies. Maybe even a rusty 1957 pickup truck. And with that power, they're gonna hurl themselves around the bayou with some kind of hound dogs. And the men that will drive those trucks will be futuristic cracker men. Out for a good time and maybe a moonlight lynching. Um, okay, sure. Let's take a bus to the center of town. I think there's a statue of Robert E. Lee down there in one of the parks. Although it might be Joe Garagiola. I think he may have been born here or something. <laughs> hey, wasn't I supposed to have a love interest in this episode? Another possible wife for the stable, so to speak. <laughs> You're grossing me out, fool. And there's no time for that. Look at the studio clock. It could have been an opportunity for me to flex my emotional muscles. Done some real acting. First the Indians gave him a wife, and then the Indians took her away. I could have gone on an angry rampage, seeking revenge, killing red men, and making box office barley straw. You're not Jeremiah Johnson, fool. You're not even John Johnson. The owner of the Toyota dealership in Pox, Michigan, or wherever. You know, my dad owned a car company in Michigan. <laughs> oh, there you guys are. I thought maybe you went off site for lunch today. The studio cafeteria is trying to pawn off the same expired meat they've had all week. 
Two days ago, it was something called cutlet cubes. And then yesterday, it was hamburger. And now it's just something gray floating in what I think used to be tomato sauce. Not that it makes any difference, Sulu, but the cameras are rolling. Uh, okay. Uh, so Welch and I went through the hula hoop thing together and have been looking for Dot. We split up in order to cover more ground and so that I wouldn't have to be anywhere near him. Anyhow, Welsh contacted me a few minutes ago and said he thinks he saw Doc getting off a bus with some remarkably fat old man. He's near the town square, where the courthouse is. We'll have to get down there quick. We need to intercept that racist fool before he makes a racist move that jeopardizes the future of the racist confederation of planets. Captain, sir, if you don't mind me asking, uh, what exactly are you wearing? This is classic hippie attire, Mr. Sulu. And going by the rank insignia on the coat, I would seem to be a sergeant. <laughs> sergeant of the hippies, that's me. And to think all this time I thought hippies were too undisciplined to have a chain of command. Now not only will I blend in with them, but I can give them orders. Speaking of which, there's likely to be some demonstrators down there, Mr. Ned. Incidentally, I don't think he's going to blend in with them. He looks more like he's auditioning for an episode of Dragnet. <laughs> Just call me Blue Boy. <laughs> I've got costumes we can use. Help me hold down one of the resident loser clowns. We'll get some clown pants for you. That will give them something to cry about. Cry, clowns, cry. We don't have time. We have to get down there now. Come on, then. Pile into my jalopy. Let's go. here. Jesus, Nixon, I could have trotted here faster. You must have taken about a hundred wrong turns. Don't you have a GPS built into your system? Of course I do. That's standard equipment. I'm a geopolitical strategist. That is, when I'm not rehabbing clowns. Please consult with me and we can try it out. Ask me about Rhodesia. Ask me anything. No time! Oh, Jesus Christ, we're so conspicuous. Everyone's looking at us! Look, Ned, there's the statue. And there's Doc. He's up on the pedestal next to it. And he's yelling. Hey, there you guys are. Finally, I've been waiting around for the plot to resume for 40 years. Hey, can I build for that period? <laughs> Bad luck about that, Mr. Pearl. But as your captain, and as your adverse executor while you were missing, I've already reallocated your projected wages into some risky schemes my people devised. I made a tidy sum, you'll be glad to know. However, you didn't make out that well, I'm sorry to say. <laughs> Shouldn't you be talking more like a hippie, Willard? You don't want to blow your cover, do you? Certainly not, Daddy-O. <laughs> Listen, Methuselah. <laughs> You're like Brokeville. Or should I say, Broke Municipality. <laughs> oh no, I'm ruined and old. Oh, woe is me. Ah, say, you 
good for nothing, spoiled urban elites. We, the forgotten wealthy plantation owners, are disrupting this fine that'll run you bad. You will murder our heritage no longer, sir! If you remove this statue, you'll have to remove me! What's next, I ask? Do you also remove the statues of George Washington and Thomas Beauregard Jefferson? Those two founding fathers were also righteous slave owners! Yeah, but they weren't secessionist traitors, moron! And they had better teeth! Well, one of them did. You know, one of my many hobbies is baseball. And I'm pretty sure that's a statue of Joe Gargiola. Why does Doc think he's a Confederate general? He still hopped up on that patented girl. Now all the hippies want some. It's real good. Doc, you're a freaking idiot. That's Joe Gargiola. He wasn't a Confederate anything. Get down from there before you mess up the future and our chance to start a short-lived science fiction television show. I say, I'll have you know that General Beauregard Gargiola was the Confederate commanding officer at the Second Battle of Bull Run. No, he freaking wasn't. Uh, here comes the police. All right, McClancy and McDoodle. Oh, and young Mr. Mick O'Reilly. What's this all about and what's himself doing up there on the statue? You'll get down here right away. On the double, and don't give me any of your talk. You're in a lot of trouble, you are. And you too. <laughs> Who, us? Um, man? Yes, you. Haven't I seen you before? I was ready to take you down to the station. And you clobbered me right in the noggin. As God is my witness, you did. What do you have to say for yourselves? Ah, uh, say, nobody's even listening to me. I need to climb up higher. Doc, don't. You're going to fall and bring that thing down with you. Now you. Didn't I order you to get on from there? You're going to do yourself an injury and quite possibly hurt an innocent passerby. Maybe a grandmother on her way to church. Oh, now that would be a shame. So, Ned, this is where it happened, right? This is where he changes the future. I don't freaking know. This plot is too stupid for me to figure out. Yes, yes. If the statue comes down, then we're in for three more months of winter. No, wait a minute. If the statue comes down, then the confederation that we know and love will never come into being. It will just be a pig dream or a pipe dream or something, some kind of dream, ruined in the imagination of a 21st century alt-right blogger. I say, people of Earth, I stand here today as a man much agreed. I have been wrong. You have been wrong. What we've been forced to live is a lie! I say, help me! Somebody help me! <laughs> Look at that! The statue's coming down and with Doc on it. I guess I better intervene and have my man hold it up. Hey, Taco! Lend a hand here! My name is Paco, sir. That's fine. He can help, too. Oh, sir, I cannot hold it. I need some help. Yes, you do. <laughs> but there only seems to be God's chosen people around. Well, do the best you can. Let Taco take over when you need a break. No, Willard, let the thing fall. But that would mean the Confederation would never exist. The unlocking of all the wealth of the galaxy, that will never happen. And what about those consulting fees? 
Would you look at that? He's come down to earth for sure he has. Another lot of you going to jail. You'll be honored guests of the city for a while. No, you don't cover. Nobody checks me into the Crowbar Hotel. Take that, gumshoe. Sorry, I tried that. You'll see. Now the lot of you come with me and no more funny business. So what happens now? How do we get back to our own time and to the lives we left? We have to find the portal. It's been so long since I arrived. I don't think I can remember where it is. I think it was behind the bus station. No, wait, that's where the dumpster is, where I get the provisions for the clowns. <laughs> we might be forced to remain here. It's okay. We can all move into Nixon's home for crazy clowns. What about it, sir? Would you have room for a hippie? A racist? A fat old neocon? A man representing all of Asia? A man in a dress? And a horse? It just so happens we have room for all of those types where you're all going, except maybe the horse. Why don't we just walk over to the studio? We can resume the plot from there. That is, in case we want to. He's right! This is getting boring! Let's just barge in there unannounced! We'll probably find them in the midst of tearing down our sets and giving more stage space to Mission Impossible. But what about me? I'm 40 years older than I was at the beginning of the episode. I can't just resume where I left off this morning. Somebody's going to notice. Nobody freaking cares, Pearl. And if they do, then they're freaking idiots. And who the hell cares what freaking idiots think or say? So the show is over then, Mr. Welsh? Aye, Captain... Let's get the hobbledy doodah out of here. Aye, sir. I'm beaming you up in me mind now. <laughs> That's just the ticket. Splinters already. Try and do a little. Let's try to 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 do a little. That's my new song. It sucks. Ha ha. Are we recording? Oh, we're recording. See.
<laughs> yes, we are. Are we recording? I was hoping we'd be recording by now. I have some very pertinent things to say. I should hope so. Actually, I have nothing to say. That is why I am here in this house. <laughs> Stranded in a house. Indeed. So, Matt, <laughs> what is new? Uh, uh, many things are new, Joe. Many things. Many things. Many exciting many things. Many things are new. Some new indictments come down. New indictments. Paul Manafort. It's good to see someone else getting indicted. <laughs> For someone once. else's men getting indicted. <laughs> All some other president's men. <laughs> now I don't look so bad. At least they don't have Woodward and Bernstein on their tail. Yeah, Nixon would be kind of happy about this, wouldn't he? He would be. Because it looks like, you know. See? It's just normal business. It's just the cost of doing business. And it's like somebody doing what he did, except completely ineptly. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, it's like not. The inept version. Of yeah. That. It's like with him, it took years. Yeah. I know. This not, is like. Not like months. It's too easy. <laughs> oh, this is too easy. <laughs> <laughs> That's the trouble with you, Trelane. <laughs> Everything's too easy. Everything's too easy. Yeah. 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 Well, that was a good Ned trick. Um, no music. We hope you have enjoyed Ned trick. And the Daleks have returned. The Daleks have returned. Oh my goodness. With this in the hands. <laughs> but they have this in the hands. Anyway, so uh, what's new in the news, Joe? Oh, goodness. <laughs> That's way too much. Like, never mind. <laughs> oh, this just in. The Democratic Party <laughs> was <laughs> was biased towards Hillary Clinton. What? I know, it's shocking. What? It's shocking. It couldn't be. No. No, it couldn't be. You mean to tell me that the best connected and most well-moneyed people <laughs> I, kn I knew there was collusion. Had some kind of advantage? Yeah, there was collusion involved. I knew there was collusion. I was just wasn't sure with who. Uh, 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 three <laughs> years, uh, completely. As usual, your observations are very astute. <laughs> uh, <laughs> and that joke that you made the other night. That was world class. In the Oval Office, uh, that, <laughs> that was completely hilarious. I find myself sometimes just burst <laughs> out laughing. <laughs> So is Seb Gorka still employed the last time we did this? I can't remember. Uh, probably. Cause oh, we, no, okay. no, I don't think so. Because we actually I think he did, just got we fired. did an episode in, in September. Yes. So. Yeah. So this is only November. Okay. So it wasn't really that long ago that we did the last episode. Time is passing so quickly. We actually turn this episode out relatively yeah. fast for us these days. Now Seb Gorka is on, uh, he's back on Breitbart, Breitbart yeah. you know, talking about <laughs> talking about black Africans yeah, in Chicago. <laughs> so, somehow weirdo. black Africans. <laughs> it's like, oh. He's, he's just. White uh, Europeans <laughs> talking about black Africans in yeah, Chicago. It just uh, rings true every time. I know. 
You couldn't make that guy up. That's not even a little racist. <laughs> is, uh... So I understand you're a racist, then. <laughs> He's a bit of a racist. <laughs> so I hear you're a bit of a racist. Yeah, sorry about the Irish accent. Oh, that was terrible. Trick, uh, is kind that of, was kind of... Uh, Stereotypical. Yeah. So, so we, we oh, it's terrible. We rely on a lot of stereotypes. Well, it's because I was doing it and I, so I'm many very clumsy. Offensive racial stereotypes and, and ethnic stereotypes. This is a ridiculous stereotype. <laughs> Why can't you just uh, make fun of people who are from your own creed? Why must you make fun of people? I don't understand. Why. I don't understand. Why you? How come I have not been in the show for a long time now? Well, that's a good question. I can't so maybe you should be in the Christmas show. I can't help noticing that you seem to be doing your show without my help as well. Well, I think that's about to change. Oh, really? Is is Carl going to be in? Because the, the Christmas pageant is Carl is upon us. Christmas pageant. Yeah, hopefully, hopefully our Christmas pageant will come out relatively near Christmas, but we'll see. We shall see. How is the Christmas pageant coming, Joe? Have you booked any it's stars? It's coming. You bu- Have you booked any I've booked any stars. Stars. <laughs> stars and planets. Guess <laughs> <laughs> giants. Indeed. Oh, it's coming along. It's coming along. It's nearly finished. <laughs> I'm walking by with the tail. <laughs> All right. Nearly finished. By nearly ready. The tail of an aeroplane. An aeroplane. I'm sorry, we're going to have some songs in this episode? Yeah. What the hell songs are we going to What do you want to play? I don't know. What would you like to play? What would everyone like to hear? I'll tell you what. Why don't you tell us? Why don't you contact us on Twitter? And tell us right now, right as we're speaking. Wait, let me see. Somebody I'll removed, log on to Twitter and see what they're saying. Somebody has removed us from Twitter. Have deleted our Someone account. has removed Did us. Did you hear about that? Oh, yeah. Some uh, Twitter worker yeah. who is leaving their, yeah, he their trashed, job. He trashed yeah, Trump's account. Spiked Trump's account <laughs> into the trash. I wish he'd just account. taken it over and said, I resign. I know, right? <laughs> oh, my God. That would have been good. That would have been hilarious. But yeah, they they uh, it was on for twenty minutes. I know, only twenty minutes. God damn it, chicken! Didn't notice <laughs> it? Yeah, they didn't notice. He must have got on his phone and was like, "What? <laughs> what? I can't be a douchebag." What's, <laughs> what's, what's the matter with my Twitter? He can't, like, long for someone to get the death penalty for five minutes. That's right. <laughs> yeah. Oh, that would be a shame. That would be a shame. Yes, this would be a shame. So, um, are we going to choose some songs? Yes. What should they be? Well, there's... Let's see. What haven't we played lately? I'm trying know. to think. We've got years worth of songs now. Yeah, it's worth it's the coming songs. Coming close to the Christmas season, we could play some Christmas songs. Indeed we could. We've got a wide selection of those. Um, I can't think of any. Do you have any names, anything written down anywhere? As far as Christmas songs are concerned? Well, any songs. What do you got written there? It looks like you've... I've got a oh, list. Was, I've got a list of the Ned's. Song list These are Ned's Shea, songs. From Shea Stadium. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> 
from our Shea Stadium concert <laughs> back in 65. I feel fine. <laughs> uh, she's a woman. Hmm. I think that's the Beatles list, Joe. I want to be your lover. Yeah. <laughs> I want to be your lover, baby. I want to be your man. That was called I want to be your man, I think. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Oh, yeah. That's right. I can't remember the titles. I was thinking about the Ruddles the other day. <laughs> the Ringo <laughs> character is Barry Wom. <laughs> they had they had him sing that song. <laughs> living on hope. <laughs> I'm living in hope. Living in hope. I'm living in hope. Living in hope. <laughs> <laughs> it was hilarious. <laughs> that whole Ruddles thing. For those of you who have not experienced the Ruddles, which is largely the product of uh, Neil Innes and uh, Eric Idle of Monty Python fame, yes. and it was done in the late 70s and it was hilarious. And I think you could find it on YouTube. It's I believe it's called. The Ruddles or All You Need Is Cash or something like that. Yeah. That was the album. Yeah. That was good stuff. Did a really good job. Good Beatles parody. I have always thought in the back of my mind <laughs> cheese and onions. onions. Do I have to spell it? <laughs> C H E E S E O N A N D O N I O N S. Oh yeah, pretty good. That was good. That was quite good. Now these are uh, these are Ned Trek songs. Yeah, that's okay. We that's can. Cool. I mean, it's we've been doing Ned Trek for like five years longer than this show. So what we have? <laughs> when we could start. We could play some Ned Trek songs. Well, since it's coming up on Christmas, we could play some of our classic Ned Trek Christmas songs. Okay, I think we did one from last last episode. I think we put a Ned Trek song in the Pearl song, I think. Oh, yeah, right. Uh, yeah. So, there's Nixon's Christmas. Oh, yeah, okay. There's, um, there's that Romney one. That horrible People. Lively. Oh yeah, right. Horrible oh yeah, definitely. We didn't play that last week, did we? No. Why don't we just play some from that? Play a couple of those. Okay, we're gonna play a couple of tracks from Ned Trek, classic Ned Trek. Do we have that um that old Christmas song from um what was that? the J- Jaguar one? Yes. Did you find that? Yep. We could play that too. That was weird. We have J- Jaguar. We have. That was not from a Ned Truck episode. No, that was from our kind of in-between time. That was one of our ancient Christmas songs from the days of old. Yon days of old. We also have... um, Yon olden days. We also have um, Christmas spirit. What the hell is that? Christmas spirit waits. Oh, yeah. Okay. We can play that. Sure. We'll just pack this with Christmas songs. Okay. We can do four in a row if you want. So here comes... We'll do Nixon's Christmas. What the hell? What about that Romney's Christmas song? That was a lively one. We can do that one. Which one is that? There were two that in that episode. Oh, oh yeah. Um, you could do both of those, actually. There was... Um, 
Yes. I remember the ones you're talking about. Yeah. Christmas is so green. Yeah, there's that one. And there's the other one. Yes. We don't know this stuff. You think we know these, these songs? We don't. We're tired and old. We don't. Well, here they come anyway. Investors won't be waiting. 
to Ireland. Tell them, yeah, fool. Tell them I wake up laughing with downtown collapsing to splinters round my feet. Oh, 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 Follow that search Horrible people have a Horrible lord And they're talking about his birthday party Well I'm not gonna pay attention If they invited me If they did
So, Meg, you found several. You found several like orchestrations of. You could Dixon. find anything on YouTube, people. Just in case you wanted to look for anything. Dixie. You can find all different versions of Dixie played by various racists. <laughs> various racists. It's like various artists. Yeah. Various racists. And you and that was I think that one that I played was like some older one. That yeah, somebody did on a record. <laughs> There's all kinds of crazy ass stuff out there. Yeah, and including if you ever want to do a Star Trek parody, you could find just about anything that Star Trek ever did somewhere. Do they have the uh, Star Trek music isolated? Uh, you can find some of it. Yeah, you can't find every every movement <laughs> i saw it but i found i found more than i expected to yeah for the most part though i have to cut apart like episodes to get certain stuff and there's some material Typ- out there for typically what i do is I, I you know i cut up the episode that we're parroting yeah uh and then uh just I, get the I pieces some pieces dialogue, from yeah. other episodes if i need you know something of the appropriate length or yeah. and sometimes it's I'm, I can't 
do it anymore because I've got other things to work on. So <laughs> throw something in there really fast. <laughs> but you can get like the button effects and the you know the transporter sound and all the different the phaser sounds the enterprise running over something sound <laughs> <laughs> that's a uh, great sounds yeah yeah they had and the music was pretty good because apparently at some point you know because to squeeze every, any dollar they could possibly get out of the star trek franchise early on they would they made a soundtrack record and so somebody just took their vinyl record and, you know, it had a bunch of music or sound effects on it. And they, that's what is on YouTube. So they tried to, like, sell that in the soundtrack. Oh, so they sold that as a record? Yeah. Oh, my goodness. I believe so, yeah. I believe these were on records because they would sell anything. Yeah, they were just trying to cash in. Yeah. Well, it's a good thing for us and for anybody that wants to Did do they it. do that after it was in syndication? Yeah. Okay. Yeah, I'm pretty sure. Probably it's because possible they did it some of it while the show was still on because they used to do that too. They started things. repeating it pretty early. Yeah, it wasn't like right away, but it was. I seem to remember like when I was very little kid seeing it, and I'm sure I don't even remember like that early much. Seventies, right? I, yeah, because I, I don't remember it being on television that much when you know like in the 60s when it was mm-hmm. actually first on i can remember seeing it once in a while but my parents our parents didn't watch it so they really watched, so they watched they a watched little a bit a couple of the early episodes it was on kind of late yeah well, i think it ended up being on late yeah they <laughs> put it on a late season. slot yeah it was <laughs> like nine season, o'clock or ten o'clock or something yeah something like that well, there were three channels, you know, so it probably got a bigger audience than <laughs> anything that parents, runs today. What were our parents watching? <laughs> I don't know. I couldn't even tell you. Well, it was a choice of three things. Well, that's uh, what Beverly I mean. It's like, it's like you could have an audience of like 30 million people. <laughs> and it would be like, you'd still come in third. <laughs> what did mom and dad used to watch anyway? Do you remember? I remember some. I mean, they watched like Bewitched and... And Bonanza. They and watched comedies. They watched variety shows. Which variety shows? I think did they, they watch? watched. How come I have such a poor? They watched like that? Andy Williams. They watched. Okay, that was like in the sixties, um, right? Yeah, it was in the sixties. Okay. Well, I, I mean, a great they, recollection of watching television with them. That would be all that I would remember. Yeah. Um, I'm thinking of seventies. I was thinking of what they were watching. Dad watched like movies. In the early 70s. I know. He mostly watched movies. Didn't he watched he? comedies. They watched didn't things watch like. a lot of TV They watched shows. like All in the Family and stuff like that. Well, yeah, later. They yeah, would watch comedies like and stuff. Later. But that was in the 70s. Yeah. Yeah, it was in the early 70s as well. Mom had some shows that she liked. Yeah. Some terrible shows. Yeah, she liked. She liked. She the, originally liked The Six Million Dollar Man. Like when it first started, then she yeah. like kind of yeah. jumped out of it really fast. But. Yeah, and Mom also liked the Hulk. Yeah, with Bill later. Bixby. Yeah, yeah. She liked a few of the Bixby. <laughs> she liked Bixby. Yeah, yeah. She kind of liked Why? Bixby. Why? Yeah, know. I don't know. Reminded me a little bit of. Cousin well, we David. watched. <laughs> we, we watched the courtship <laughs> of Eddie's father. Of so was, <laughs> yeah. Oh my God, that show is so freaking lame. And we we watched the Mod Squad, of course. Uh, that, no, that was a good show. <laughs> <laughs> that was a very good show. <laughs> and then came Bronson. <laughs> 
<laughs> that was the guy with, on the motorcycle, right? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> you drive around and like have different experiences. <laughs> and then went Brunson. Yeah. No, that only lasted. <laughs> it was like, it was like the immortal only yeah. lasted like four <laughs> episodes. I know. <laughs> it's like, I don't know why it got canceled. Then came Brunson. I think it was Michael Parks. Or, oh, didn't they watch? They watched like the, uh, what was the, what's it called? The Defenders or something? Yes. E.G. Marshall. Yes, they did. And then they met E.G. Marshall. Yeah, well, that was years later. Years later. So they were thrilled. Yeah. So I got to meet Egg. Don't call him Egg. Don't call him Egg. Don't call him Egg ever, okay? <laughs> Don't call him Egg ever. Don't call him that ever. Don't call him that ever. And sh- they watched, they watched like, Longstreet. And they yes. wa- Oh, yeah. They, they watched the, the Sunday Night Mysteries. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. That had McLeod and yeah. and yeah, Columbo yeah. and yeah. they definitely watched those. I remember yep. seeing those with them. Oh, that's a horrible song. You're it's right. McMillan and Wife. Yeah. I remember watching that with yeah. Mom and Dad. Yeah. They did. Talk about lame shows. Yeah. I can still see that guy with the flashlight. Yeah, with the flashlight. Yeah. And it's like, oh no, Heck Ramsey, he'd have to leave. It's like <laughs> Heck Ramsey. Richard Boone, I think, right? Yeah. And heck, Ramsey. It <laughs> was in some bad movies. Too. Oh, God, that was so boring. I was watching some. I was watching this movie on um, Netflix. It was it was a mystery science theater from one of the previous generations of mystery science theater, and it was Manos Hands of Fate. Or you remember that one? It's the cheapest movie. It is about the cheapest. I mean, it makes it makes the creeping terror look expensive. <laughs> hmm. Mm. So, what happened in that Manos, movie? I haven't finished it because it was so terrible. <laughs> <It's> like, <laughs> even the guys in the Mystery Science Theater were going, <laughs> Manos, hands of fate. Yes. <laughs> it's still Manos, hands of fate. There's like nothing happening for long periods of time. Because <laughs> they showed literally like scenery going by in a car, you know, and it was. Okay. They ended up at some like house and. In the middle of nowhere, and there's this guy who comes walking out. Like, you've probably seen it. I gotta think. Oh, yeah, that sounds it. kind of familiar now. Was there kind of? Oh, that one kind of really weird squirrely guy. Yeah. Oh yeah, yeah. I know which one you talk. It was like kind of a horror movie. Yeah, right? and there's like a picture hanging inside yeah, it's this kind of a devilish guy. Yeah, it's a devilish. Yeah. Guy. Oh yeah, I know. That guy gives you a headache. He likes you, but I want him. It's so cheap. But that I it want gives you. A headache you. That... Yeah. yeah. But I want you. He wants you. But I want you. It was almost like a clan movie or a porn movie. Yeah. Clan porn. Yeah, it was like porn actors that <laughs> were clorn. just taking the clorn. weekend off, you know. It was a clorn. <laughs> it was a clorn movie. <laughs> clan porn. <laughs> clan hybrid. Porn. <laughs> Very timely. Very timely. <laughs> it's kind of like our politics today. It's clan porn. It's clan porn. Corn porn. Clan porn. Anyway, do you have to? So when do you have to pick up Debbie? Yet. She, her train's a little delayed, so I'm oh, okay. ten minutes. Oh, okay. And I have to run out and get to the train station. She's taking the last train to Clarksville, and I'll see you at the station. Take the last train to Clarksville. That's right, Joe. Yeah. Is there any 
other monkey hits? Uh, none that I care to remember. <laughs> Not since Davey was taken. Oh, God. I still can't believe it. I think you told me that, that um, when they were... When Davy Jones died, they said he was like the lead singer for the Monkees, and it's like Mickey sang most of the songs. I know. It's like my, Mickey. Well, Davy Davy sang a few songs, yeah, but sings. not that many. Yeah. No, when you think about it, no, I mean, probably it, about maybe a, maybe a fifth of the songs, if that. Yeah. It's almost all Mickey. Mickey Dolan's like. I think that Michael Nesmith m- sung almost as many as Davy. Yeah, and Michael was like a. I think Peter only sung once. I can't even remember him. I heard one song. He it was kind of a silly song. I seem to remember one. I will admit to liking some of their songs. <laughs> <laughs> How could you not, Joe? Neil Diamond wrote some of them, especially the Neil Diamond song. <laughs> I think he did. He wrote "Daydream Believer." He did. Didn't he? Oh, you can hear. I mean, him I song. know. I could just. It sounds so much like him. Daydream Believer. <laughs> No, no, no! I'm a believer. I meant, I meant, you know, oh, yeah. I meant to say that one. No, oh, yeah, no, yeah, yeah you're right. You're, it's yeah. uh, there's too many believers. Yeah, I know. Yeah. Well, Carol King wrote. I Carol King wrote another Pleasant Valley Sunday. Oh, really? Yeah. Oh, okay. Wow. Yeah, that was one of. Her. I think there was Goffin and King. Oh, okay. Coffin and King. Coffin and King. Another pleasant valley someday. Yeah, the monkeys. Damn it. And they did some song about a. Didn't they do like a song about a blue purpose or something? <laughs> it's a know. very strange song. Uh, which was, I, was, I was thinking about when. Uh, what was the song that you, that Dave Barber and you played like back in the 70s Oh, what the hell? That duo. The first. That was job a monkey song. Had. Yeah, he like played some Michael Nesmith song. And I was trying to remember that the other day. I don't know what made me think oh, of that it. That rings a bell, but I can't but I remember. Think of he, it. he would introduce it saying, This was this is a Michael Nesmith song. He was one of the monkeys. And it was kind of Dave Barber's joke that he'd do. Like, he was one of the monkeys. Yeah. He <laughs> <laughs> was a monkey. A monkey. Monkey. A monkey. Remember my parents came to see you and Dave Barber and they couldn't get over the fact that they thought when Dave Barber spoke that he t- he sounded like Clark Gable to them. <laughs> he did it in a funny way yeah. because he talked like this. Yeah. He talked like this. Yeah. Yeah, he did. Yeah. Yep. <laughs> I yeah. saw many of your shows. It was interesting. <laughs> yeah. It was a it was a strange musical I used experience. to come up with you to it was to Eagles Bay or Inlet or something Inlet right it was Inlet yeah I used to drive <laughs> up with you <laughs> yeah that was fun and then sit there and at the at my table and yeah I remember watch the whole show I remember playing there for a weekend uh, one time just staying up there oh yeah I didn't go a room. That oh it was terrible I didn't go that time it was horrible Oh, maybe I did. I think that was the time I went with the parents. Oh, my goodness. Windham, New York. I guess I'll take this live. Windham. Hello, you're in Windham. Hello? (laughs) (laughs) They hung up on me. Oh, my God. I didn't get a chance to say anything. The gall. I was was hoping to take that live on the podcast, too. Oh, well. You're live. (laughs) 
<laughs> You're live on the podcast. Yes, we're the- live on the This Is Green podcast. Who do we have here? <laughs> it's our first caller, which is come, pretty weird. Come on, gotta be we're quick. Not a, we're not a college. <laughs> you know, gotta be quick. I gotta jump. <laughs> uh, I probably do have to jump, actually. Okay. Let's do the intro outro and then we'll. Okay. Dun, 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 dun. It's shotgun ending, folks. It's time for us to go. It's time for us. It's time for us. It's time for us to go. It's time for us to go. It's time for us to go. It's time for us. It's time for us. It's time for us to be dominated. Time for us to be dominated. It's time for us to be dominated. Time for us to go. See you next month. Bye. That's all we got. This <laughs> big green brought to you by the Mercers. Yeah, they, uh, they're going to start pouring money into us now because we've got a, a racist cracker. We've got a racist cracker. we got a racist cracker. Ah, you're a racist then. We can be offensive too, see? Hey, follow me on Twitter at Big Green Joe. Visit us at big-green.net. You can just follow me around. Please follow me around. Dress up like a bird and follow me around. Don't say it again. <laughs> <laughs>